0: You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio
1: 89.3. Well, someone once said, true revival begins when we want more of Jesus than we have. Whether you call what's been happening at Asbury a revival, an awakening, one thing is for sure, God is on the move. And one man who's been witnessing that is Charles Morris, president of Haven Ministries and on the line with us now. Good morning, Charles.
2: Hey, good morning Bridget and good morning, Eric. And uh,
0: hey, it's been too long since I saw you guys.
1: It yes. certainly has Maybe
0: been. A year. Well, we were I, saying I how you're Mr. You're Mr. uh frequent flyer miles, so you need to take some of those and come back down to South Florida. Uh, I'm
2: gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna be there uh, in just a little bit. So I'll get to see you guys. And of course, we always get to have breakfast when I come to yes. see you guys. You find me a great bagel, so that's really <laughs> nice. That's,
0: that is always the plan. Now, you you love putting on that reporter's hat and just reporting where Jesus is working, really all around the globe. Um, but you didn't have to travel outside the states this time to do that. You you went to Kentucky. What have you seen in Kentucky?
2: Well, it, it's it's
0: uh,
2: I didn't want to come at first. I thought about it. Obviously, you know me too well, Eric. Sorry that you do. <laughs> um, uh, my wife and I had prayed about it for a couple of days. And then I was talking to a friend of mine who's the world's leading authority on the John Newton and, and he knows Whitfield and and the Wesley brothers. And anyway, he convinced me we should come, I should come. And then he called me back 15 minutes later and said, my wife told me I should come too, so I'm <laughs> gonna join you. So uh, let, let me just say, thousands are not coming here to Wilmore, Kentucky now. Uh, they decided last week the town couldn't handle it's a two stoplight town and those two stoplights are at the same intersection. And you know, it's a small school. um, But what happened there has spread. What's going to happen? Well, you know, obviously people are saying, is this ridiculous? We live in a very skeptical generation. Uh, But we also have a Gen Z generation, and that's where this revival started. Uh, The generation that knows COVID, that couldn't go to school, couldn't be together, couldn't have church youth groups for two years, on and on and on it goes. This is where this revival started, and that's where the leadership of both the university and across the street is the seminary. They were very keen on, we're not going to try to make something out of this. They're using a word called radical humility. And so even the students that I'll be putting on Haven today that have been praying since 2019 didn't don't want their names used on the air. Uh, you know, they're not founding ministries overnight to help promote themselves more Uh and and uh, and even, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Peterson canceled a concert at Asbury during the revival. He, he didn't want his, he felt like he shouldn't be advertising his name. But one person even gave me a list of Christian musicians that you play every day. And uh, none of them, uh, they came, they waited in line for hours, and uh, they just wanted to be part of this. I'd say the Lord moved, and of course, the one thing I kept hearing over and over uh, besides this being, yeah, there were some outbreaks of some weird kind of things and babies still going, but Jesus was lifted high. Uh, That's one of Jonathan Edwards' marks of a uh, true revival. Um, Christ lifted high, and then uh, he was exalted real repentance from sin over and over again. Yes, a number of people were converted. Uh, The student body as a whole at Asbury University, very apathetic. They only go to chapel three times a week because they have to. Uh, Even the man who was preaching, the baseball coach who gave a little sermon that day on February 8th, called his wife afterwards and said, I think I did a terrible job. And then a few people lingered, and a few people lingered, and it just kept on growing. So to the point where this little town of about 6,000 had 12,000 more people coming in. They were running out of food. Uh, In fact, uh, one of these students who was praying for revival, he and his wife put up 20, I think it was 22 people uh, over the course of two weeks in their house that had just come in and didn't have a place to stay, and it gave them an opportunity to minister. I'm sorry I'm talking too long. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not at all. This is good to be able to hear about what you've been experiencing. And one thing you said about this generation is Gen Z, how they've experienced so many trials that you think about COVID in the midst of their schooling and everything. The other thing is there, a lot of them have been struggling with anxiety. And that's the other thing I've been hearing. Oh, yeah. Many of them saying, God is really um, that I'm moving past this, this anxiety, that this the struggle mentally and emotionally, and I'm beginning To understand uh, the freedom that God has for me, and I want to walk in that more boldly. I've been hearing several of these students give testimony to just being released from this anxiety that seems to be plaguing this generation.
2: That's a very interesting point, Bridget, and and uh, I would say there is a peace on this campus. I mean, even a police officer guarding Hughes Hall—they they they just didn't want—I'll use the word "wacko." They didn't want any wackos coming in uh, after they stopped the public meetings because people are coming in from everywhere. I had a wonderful time of fellowship on Saturday afternoon with a Baptist pastor who had flown in from Brazil uh, with a Korean family that was there with a woman who had just wandered in and she just had, she was just there and was lingering. She'd been there for the whole revival. Somebody was putting her up, feeding her. And she just asked if she could pray for me. Uh, and that's no agenda, nothing else. She had been impacted. But I think very interesting, if I could put this, let me borrow from physics, uh, and I believe me, I'm no physicist, but there's the word centrifugal, which is uh, where there's a force going in a circle and there's centripetal. Centripetal, is where the force is swirling and it goes inward. Centrifugal is where the force begins and it's going outwards. So even though this little town couldn't handle so many thousands of people from all over the world coming in every day and they've had to say, we need to let the Lord keep doing it outward. So they've changed their, their, so they got a slogan with two lines on it. Come and see, But now, it's go and tell. Mm. And so, they really are praying that whatever the Lord did, and they're still trying to process this. I'm trying to process this. I'm not gonna start the Haven Ministries revival tent meeting going around the country as a result of coming to Wilmore. Uh, They're trying to process, what does it mean to go and tell? And this week, they're starting to pray about how does that involve us? What does the Lord want us to do? But one thing for sure, it needs to be centrifugal and not centripetal, mm. which brings honor and glory to man and not to Jesus
0: Christ. Mm. Well, you know, you talked about the true marks of repentance or true marks of revival. And uh, we, need yes. to, we need to uh, finish our time here. But basically, you talked about lifting up Jesus, yes. humi- humility repentance, yeah. and then I think evangelism, being uh, then sent out. I think those really are the four points that um, mark what this is all about, isn't it?
2: Uh, ab- absolutely. And, and uh, uh, Jonathan Edwards, who wrote a little book on revival, what is it, uh, it he also mentions the love. Mm. Love to the Lord, love to Christ, Father, Son, Spirit, emphasis on all the Trinity, not one or the other. And then also love for others, as a result, and that flows out of that. Uh, I, I think this is a good opportunity, Eric, for all of us to search our own hearts, and and you know, and look at our own lives, and what are we dwelling on in our lives? Uh, is it is it come to me? Is it come to what I'm interested in? Is it come to my little agenda that I have? or is it to go and tell what Christ has done for me? And um, I think the answer, if somebody's a believer and a follower of Jesus, is pretty easy. Uh, Can I tell you about the black Baptist pastor, or do we have time?
0: We're running out of time. Can you do it in 60 seconds or so?
2: Of course, yes, I can. Uh, I went to the Free Methodist Church yesterday, heard an amazing sermon by the district superintendent, but then the scholar and I, we went to the one black black Baptist church, black church in in all of Wilmore, and he was skeptical of the revival at first, and then he went, and then a man touched him on the shoulder. A pastor from nearby Lexington said, may I pray for you, and he prayed that this pastor would receive the same joy that he had when he began his ministry, little knowing that this black pastor had been praying the very same thing for the prior few weeks. And they had been sending water. Well, he ended up going himself and they invited him. He became one of the prayer counselors and he's only like three blocks away from the campus. And anyway... It was a
1: blessing. Such a blessing to see God on the move and ministering to his children and then sending him out. I love what you said. Come and see and now go and tell. And that's what Charles Morris is doing and has done with us and for us today. Charles, thank you so much for your time.
2: Hey, I love you guys. Mm -hmm. See you in the next few months sometime.